0: There was a list when Boss on I last thought about this. <laughs> was tiring, isn't timing? I've just got a message from Tommy. I can't. Yeah, I
1: can show you that. Make little one in it? Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. All right, it's episode twenty-six of the Football Pod of Patty and Andy. How are things, lads? Andy, more, and you've had a busy couple of days.
2: Yeah, last week was um, was mad between between everything between uh, getting up and running with Leitrim and the book launch on Thursday night it's been it's been nuts but uh, yeah it was, it was a good couple of days thanks for coming down Tommy really appreciate it Tommy would then see you for the night Paddy so it went well and um,
0: yeah really enjoyable couple of days
1: you missed a good night Paddy it looked good.
0: <laughs> I it. I mean, it have suited you, Paddy. It has suited you. I think, yeah. You would wouldn't have got rid of me. I'd have been there. Probably <laughs> been Saturday or Sunday. You know, I had a bit of college stuff. We'd
2: be know. still in McBurns, with you, Pat.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then I, when I seen, uh, I was following it on Twitter. I was the full Mayo crowd. i been, I would have been a fish out of water in there. I think. But uh, but I heard it went very well, which was great. Uh, so it feels, anyway. So
1: yeah, it was brilliant. Well done, Andy. Yeah, very good. Very good night all around. And. uh Jesus, some great stories were told. Um Tom Parsons' speech, Patty. You had to, it was one of those things. There's no footage of it, there's no recording. You had to be there to experience it. It was unbelievable. Um a lot of stories that aren't actually in the book, Andy.
2: Yeah, um uh, those better storytellers than me, I think, on the stage on the night. Uh <laughs> But uh, Parsons was, was exceptional. i never seen, it was nearly like a TED Talk at a,
0: <laughs> at a book
1: launch. So a, a TED Talk talk mixed with Tommy Tiernan is how yeah. I would say it. He's, he's
0: had a busy couple of weeks so it was Unbe- nice from there to let his hair down yeah. uh, amongst friends though to be fair to
2: him. Yeah, so it was unbelievable and then uh, guest experience, uh, uh, appearance from Michael Conroy who was in the crowd and a few bits and bits like that. So no, it was good, it was good fun and uh, went really well so I'm just delighted and uh, it's nice that that's done and we can just kind of move on with it now.
1: Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a busy couple of weeks and the club championship, lads, has not slowed down at all. I don't know if you spotted Niall McNamee's goal, the footage of it, but road or trailing by three points. Long ball goes into the square. He grabs a hold of it, nails a of shoulder, bounces him the other way and he buries it with his left foot. I feel, minute, so, I
2: feel so sorry for the lad that came in. Just did the right thing, came in, and McNamee just gets him on his momentum, Paddy. When he's just turned yeah, and he literally turns him onto his left leg, and he buries it in the bottom corner. But it's the uh, what I loved about it was the crossfield ball wasn't great. You can see McNamee at the back post calling for the back crossfield ball. It wasn't great; it dropped a bit short. But the instincts of a of a poacher, of a finisher. We've talked about these goal scorers, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just attacks it, catches it on the half bounce, unbelievable. And we keep saying it, Paddy. We said it a million times in the pod. The first touch of a real good inside forward. Yeah. Everyone will talk about the finishing the goal, but the first touch is
0: absolutely particularly more- at club level where there's a little bit more time, but in these conditions as well, it's wet, it's windy, November time now, and that little bit of class has saved them, really. I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I expected Road to come through that. So for so the more to be kicking themselves, but that's just composure, a bit of class and our guest today, he's still doing it as well. Oh yeah, for the weekend. So it's some going, some mileage on the on the clocks. But that that touch and that class never leaves mm. you.
1: Really. Our special guest this week on the football pod is Kieran Donahey. So I'm really excited to have Kieran on the show. They had a sensational win at the weekend, Austin Stacks. They Bettys Kerry who were chasing their third Kerry championship in a row.
0: What did um, they, what did they do today with Clifford? Huh?
1: Have to, have, ask to, the man have, have to ask what the, the man himself.
0: Yeah, look at they're, they're giving out that he gets rough treatment when he's playing with Kerry, but it's obviously a different kettle of fish when it comes to the club championship. Like oh, Jack O'Connor, he has
2: to spill the beans. Jack O'Connor, the happiest man in the in the country. <laughs> David Clivered off now for about six weeks. Nice rest into the into twenty twenty two. Oh, it's
1: behave
0: with you, Tommy.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'm uh, I'm off my holidays tomorrow, so if there's no football pod next week, you can blame me. We'll see how many do we record an episode. We, I won't Always let you down.
0: Holidays.
1: It's a joke, I, Pelly. I know. Um, so Kerry, right? It's the first round of the Kerry Club Championship. There's no backdoor this year because of the condensed calendar. Tommy Walsh, who retired there last week, starred for Karen's rally. James O'Donnell, who's Clarny Legion, won a penalties, and then Austin Stack's obviously knocked out East Kerry. So we have a, a word with Kieran about some of those games at the weekend in Roscommon. We saw Padraig T- Pierce's won a, win another uh, senior Roscommon title. I think that's two in three years in Galway. The reigning champions, Mike Cullen were knocked out. Cara Finn are now back in the final. And they're playing my uh, um Moylock in the final. That's a that's a game that we've seen plenty of times over the last couple of years. Um, I'm just gonna read out what the what the Cara Finn subs were in the semifinal. final. McInnomer, a, a listener of the football pod, texted me yesterday and he said Michael Farher, former Galway senior, Matthew Cooley, corner forward on the Ireland under 20 winning team, Tony Gill, centre back on the All Ireland under 20 winning team, and Ian Burke. And all-star from two years ago. Like, that's a pretty decent bench to be bringing in in a semi-final in the club championship. So, um, that'll be a cracking game between Mount Bellew. What else do we have? We had Tyrone, lads. So, this game wasn't on TV, but Cole Island yesterday had a sensational comeback against oh. Erica Kieran. They were, I think they were seven points down. There was 10 minutes to go. They hadn't yet scored from play. They got a, a dodgy goal, right, in the in the 52nd minute. Yes. Then they got a penalty in the 55th minute, Right. So they got two goals. They still haven't scored from play. And then they score a goal. I think it's a, a shot from about 20 yards that goes into the top corner. And uh, mm-hmm. so they end up going to point up. Eric Lekirne now have had Dara Canavan playing really well all day. Um, at this stage, Cole Island have a man sent off, Michael McIrnan. So himself and Canavan were clashing. There's photos of the two of them scuffed <laughs> in a few times and laughing a They'd few minutes later. Out
0: the window there.
1: Yeah. So Dara Canavan, for one, is, is flying. Rory Canavan is another fella who's come off the bench, a younger brother. I think he's only 17. And uh, he scored a couple of points. He scored a couple of sensational points in the second half. So anyways, Eric Kieran, seven points up, they're now point down. Doesn't their goalkeeper just go Darren McAlellan and score from play? He equalizes it. Cole Island go down and get a dodgy free. They score and go point up. And Peter Hart misses the last chance at the very end to bring it to extra time. So Cole Island are in the final. But the biggest thing, one of my favorite parts in the weekend this weekend was Drumore and Trillick. Two clubs, very close to each other. I don't know if you saw this, lads, but Ger Canning had a bit of trouble on commentary.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> there's about 15 McNabs playing, to be fair to him. It's hard me. now, follow this, the throne, lads. There's a lot of Macs there. Like, it's, this, this is so the trouble, right? You have your
1: So I've I, I got a couple of notes here, just because so, I don't mess this up, right? So there's two McNabs or more, neither related, both on the half-forward line. They created utter confusion for this game. Both of them got a heap of touches, and Jar's only differentiation between them was their nickname. One was Magpie yeah. McNabb and the yeah, other yeah. was Lizard McNabb, which <laughs> oh, meant shoot. absolutely yeah. nothing to everybody at home. Jeez. Jerry later chose in, right, that one of the Rona McNabb's was actually bestowed the moniker Junior. So after listening back a few times to the game last night, I was actually listening to this game about midnight last night. I figured out that it turns out that Lizard Lizard McNabb, Ronan Lizard McNabb played county football. So he's the Ronan McNabb that we all know. And Ronan Magplay McNabb is the younger of the two. So his real name is Ronan Magplay McNabb Jr. So it's worth noting that both of these lads had fine games. Ronan Lizard McNabb made a savage block late on, 59 minute clock about to hit the red. And to make it even better... Sean McNabb, or Stickman as he's known, had a savage influence in the game. And another McNabb, Emmett, was the star of the show. He kicked five points. So you had Sean Stickman McNabb at number 10. You had Ronan McNabb Magpie Jr., number 11. You had Ronan Lizard McNabb, number 12. And Emmett McNabb, star of the show, number 13. I have no idea, lads, if any of the McNabs are related. But there you go.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Jared the benefit of the doubt there. That, that's tough going now. Live commentary with four magpies to three lizards and one stick man <laughs> all you need is the wolf yeah exactly Wolf McClav as well shot in at number 14 uh, oh, brilliant uh, it. I give can... Jared a benefit of the doubt there. that is that's a hard gig I have yeah.
1: to and it was a quality game as well it was well worth watching back it was a quality game of football so yeah the club championship lads, you can't beat it and it's flying I think it's time for us to get our special guest on unless there's anything else you want to throw into the mix well, he's the, the star of the club chapter from the weekend by the Ooh,
0: sounds of things, yeah. looking at uh, match reports. so
1: Brilliant. Okay, right. Stay with us. It's episode 26 of the Football Pod of Paddy and Andy. We're about to take a 15-second ad break, so hit subscribe if you haven't already, and share the pod if you enjoy it. Kieran Donaghy is joining us next. All right. I am delighted to welcome Kieran Donaghy to the Football Pod of Paddy and Andy. Kieran, what a weekend you've just had, right? Six, a record 60th championship appearance for the Austin Sachs Club. We'll come back to that in a minute, but you've broken Gerald Keefe's record that stood since 1992. That must mean an awful lot. A week after winning the, the club, the county championship, you've now gone and in the first round of the club championship. You've knocked out East Kerry, the reigning champions, who are going for three in a row. So we'll come back to your role in that in a minute. I hear you missed a big goal chance, but you also finished full back. <laughs> and you kick the point. And then the next day you end up back in the court for the Tralee Garvey Warriors. You're back playing yeah. your black playing basketball as well. And last night I noticed that you end up ended up in a boot trying to recover after the weekend. How is the body after all of that? It is broke it's broke up. And I think you're
3: after confusing all of the people in Ireland who are already very confused by the club and the county championship. <laughs> so we, won the, we won the club championship a few weeks ago and we knocked out East Kerry in the, in the county championship uh, on Saturday. Um, they were great champions, in fairness, for two years. And they lost the Spa Club, which would have been, you know, four or five, Dara and a few more of those fellas. Um, so they were probably, you know, uh, the big thing with the, with the division sides down here kind Of early, um, before they get that kind of head, of head of steam and the momentum and the understanding that comes with obviously the advantage the clubs have is that kind of continuity and understanding around tactics. Whereas these are guys that are brought in from different clubs probably two or three weeks ago, uh, uh and and tried to get it ready, uh, the last day. But we had a very good first half, yes. I missed an absolute sitter, um, did all the hard work. Brendan Keeley, my old. I probably went through one on one too many times with him in training, hit me fairly well pegged. Uh so he made me go around and he made me use my left leg and I threw the left it and hit the post. Uh it was one of those ones that probably be getting highlighted on match of the day for Miss of the Week. <laughs> um, and yeah, we we we, were, we actually played really well in the first half, kind of spearheaded by by our defence. Uh, They gave us a good platform to score and and we didn't do a good enough job at that. Um, We only went in 5-2 up when it probably could have been 2-6 or 2-7 to to two points, which would have obviously given us a lot of breathing space. I might have been able to go full-back right after half-time, but uh, it was Joe Connor, the the Kerry panelist, who's, who's been outstanding for us in the club championship. She got a big goal for a quarter and that kind of gave us the platform I suppose supposed to try and hold on to it, but um, it, was, it was a tough battle in tough conditions. But um, yeah, a great way to grind it out for us uh, on
1: Saturday. Yeah, you, you mentioned that so Latoi's carrier chasing three in a row, and um, I hadn't realised that it was Darren Moynihan and the Spa Club they had lost. But they still have young Paul O'Shea, who's breaking through, and the two Clifford brothers, Pauly and David. So like, it was a big task, first round of the club championship.
3: It was, yeah, look, they were they were massive favourites to to, to to do the three in a row, which which comes with its own pressure. But you know, they, they lost this ball, but they got inkill coming, like you say, like Paul O'Shea got an unbelievable goal, um, a crazy goal really, and uh, into the top corner off the stanchion and um they had Kevin McCarthy as well, who was on the Kerry panel there for a while. And yeah, look, they're 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 a really good team, but as I said, our backs, kind of, you know, the two guys in particular, Dylan Casey and Jack O'Shea, who probably are putting their hand up to, to Jack O'Connor and his management team, were were, were really good. Um, Mark, and, Mark and Dylan was on on David and did quite well, even though David was starved of the position in the first half into the breeze. Um, but Jack O'Shea really put Pawdy uh, on the back foot and, you know, scored two points himself, and and could have had a third. He was very unlucky at the post. Um, so, he, you know, he had, they, they gave us a great platform, uh, and I suppose even at halftime, when we knew we'd left a lot behind us, our backs were doing so well that we confidence in them to to kind of carry out the job in the second half. So, yeah, look, it was a good battle, and fairness they showed great courage uh, to come back because we were we were looking comfortable, um, and they chipped away, they got a point or two. Uh, party got a lovely 45 and then as I said Paul O'Shea got that cracker of a goal and all of a sudden it was a two-point game and we were hanging on a bit but um, it was a good win for us because you know our manager our manager was was sick all week so he wasn't around the group and um, he's worked so hard with this team over the last few years that it it was it was a nice one to to see Wayne um, get his win even not being there over the Sunday
1: Well done Karen, and and Such a quick turnaround. Like you're, it's South Kerry you have now in the, uh, the quarterfinal the quarter final next weekend.
3: Yeah. Yeah, South Kerry next week. Uh yeah. so they scored two seventeen against Field Rangers the weekend, uh who'll be in our Kerry divisional side. So um yeah, they've they'll they'll be they'll be they'll be dangerous, always are. We've had great battles with them down the years actually. So um yeah, uh, when I started off against them, it was Morris Fitz. I know, <laughs> um, uh, I know um, the, the the crew I would have played with are mostly moved on, but they've got a good, young, exciting team. So yeah, it's, it's it's another good one to be looking forward to next week.
1: When you're when you're 38 and you're looking around and you're saying most of the crews move, have moved on, is there many of them? Many of the lads that you would have played with back in 04, or 05, or 06, 07, 08 still playing? <laughs> Uh,
3: no, I'm the, I'm the only one to spare <laughs> from from that crew. But I'm um, uh, slagging uh, Armin Heinrich, one of the one of the boys we've been with us. And that when I was on the the county panel in in or when I was on the panel for the county final in 2001, he wasn't born yet. And then he informed me it was like it was 2003. He was born. <laughs> 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 I said I was nearly on the Kerry squad at that stage. So, uh, mm-hmm. but he's he's been. He's a seventeen year old, he's in sixth year in the school. I passed him on the way to work in, in his school uniform, which is another kind of a uh a kind of moment where you're like, Oh, Jesus Christ, am I still going fellas you're playing when I'm going still in sixth year? But he's been um, he's been unbelievable for us. Came in, got man the match. In uh, his club championship debut, and uh, we lost Brendan Sullivan with a hamstring uh, in the in the in the final against uh, Kim Mayer two weeks ago. Mm. And Armin slotted straight in and, and and played there, and you know he's 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 a very uh, bright future ahead of him. So yeah, I know it's it's young and old combined, but I am bringing up the the age bracket a lot, but I don't want to make too much of a noise of that because. You Know, I see this. I see Kieran McManus is 46 playing in the B final there at the weekend, so I'm midfield. I'm young, compared, I'm young compared I, you, goes
0: you have another three, four years left in here. At least, stop. Daniel, yeah. At least, well, I we're, see, we're, we're,
1: we're trying to convince Paddy to keep playing. Like, Patty's 33 and he's been golfing all summer. Like, I'm long gone. I've nothing left. I've
0: nothing left to give.
1: Come on, on Paddy. stock the wind is all back.
0: The wind is
3: sore back, keeper. You're
0: all right. A couple of injections will be right as well. <laughs> so in around
2: 2003 Kieran, you were uh, have you informed that young fella that you were uh, auditioning for the underdogs at that stage
3: yeah yeah I know it was it it seems like a long time ago but uh, there was there was there was great crack in it Um, it it was great fun there was there was great kind of band in the group me and Pierce O'Neill came in late and they picked up a few injuries in the middle of the field and we kind of came in late but it was it was good like we played against Ashley we played against Meath they were good eye openers for me to get out against those teams in kind of challenging conditions. It was around this time of year we, we we were training, so it was all kind of which which is always a good education for a fella to get. So it was it was very it was a very enjoyable experience and you know, the fact that we went out then and beat Kerry with that group. Mm. Um, even though Kerry, the boys at the state of the state they didn't take it overly seriously, but you know, at the same time they wouldn't want to lose to so mm. Uh, I went to extra time, so I always liked the wise that they were trying to live very <laughs> in the fact that we were to add it uh, two additional yeah. periods of extra time, but it was a good win.
2: But the reward for that was that she played Kerry in Kerry. Was, was was that a big attraction to you at the time? Was it, were, you, were you thinking, all right, were you on the radar at that stage, or were yeah. you using this as a platform to, to go and push on?
3: No, that's, it's a good question. I, I, I was on the radar. I was in with the squad that year um, for the Semi final and the quarter final, and then got dropped. Seamus Mining came back with a with a from an ankle injury for the O four Four final, and I was dropped off the squad for that All Four final um, the the week before. Um, and uh, so, like it, it was a chance for me to kind of this was this was three months after that. You know that All final was in September. This was in yeah. December, so I was a bit pissed off about being dropped um, for the final felt I was good enough to be on the squad. Um, I wasn't pissed off that it was as mine. I felt I was, you know, competitive with other guys on the squad, not shameful, obviously. So, uh, you know, it was a bit of a, a, you know, a kick in the nuts. And um, you know that that game was really was about me trying to showcase t- t- to the to the management. Obviously, you do that by helping your team when you don't do that by going out. And I always tell this to young players when they're coming into a team. You know we don't need you to go out and kick six or seven pints and try and show us how good you are. You just need to come in, fit in, do the role, ease into the game, and then once your confidence is gone, chip on your few scores. And and that's kind of what I did in that game. I got two pints, I played well in the middle of the field, uh, and and obviously got to win against Kerry. So I couldn't put myself in the in the shop window anymore for the following year. You started and, you uh, started
2: a you started a scrap of quirk as well, which was uh which was tasty.
3: Yeah, quirk is I played with him at basketball. He stuck up for me in the basketball court, so I have to be careful with this. But I fought with him on club games as well. But Cork is, is easy to get in a fight with, but you kind of want him on your side at the same time. <laughs> he was a bouncer. He was a bouncer for years. You don't mess with bouncers. No, a big long. Man, I was just <laughs> thinking
2: that.
0: Jesus <laughs>
2: So bring us into not 5 then, Kieran. Right, so Not 5 comes along. You're, you're back in the Kerry squad, aren't you? And do you, like, what level of involvement do you have in 2005 in terms of playing?
3: Yeah, I, I'm kind of, I suppose, I started, uh, came on the league game against Duffley, uh started the league game against Dublin in Austin Stats Park, where it was going great. Um, probably got a bit too big for my boots, instead of talking a bit of trash with Kieran Whelan. And then he put me on my arse and the throw in the second half, and went down and stuck it in the top corner. So that quite me fairly quietly. <laughs> uh, and then Jack whipped me about 15 minutes after that. So, you know, I don't know about you boys, but he... he for me, that first start in the league, you know the intensity. It's it's kind of like when you step up to county championship with your club. I think the next step is the national league, and then that cha- that first championship game too. You just feel like Jesus, how am I ever going to cope with this for seventy minutes yes. for 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 as long as as you're going to do it? But you, the body and the mind adapts to how to pace yourself through a game. And you know, I, I came on in the Munster final in fairness, and that's when I was. That's the first time I felt okay. You can actually do this Kieran. Um I would have been, I would have been very unsure of myself confidence wise up until that once the final in five. We're blowing parky we're playing against that great Cork team, the sun is shining, um, and the game is the game is right in the mixer and and Jack turns and throws me in at midfield with about with about fifteen or sixteen minutes to go. And that's when you get that level of trust from the county manager that he's gonna put you in when the game is in the melting pot, that's when you kind of know, okay, they trust me. I'm on the right track. I have to improve in these areas, but at least they think enough for me to put me into the game. And that's where I probably went training harder than I ever did because of the confidence I had going into, trying to go into 2006 and, and nailed down a starting
0: spot. It's a massive thing, isn't it, Kieran, That We were talking about it on, on different pods throughout the year and particularly in the National League when young guys are getting their opportunity and stuff. It takes time for, for players, no matter what talent you have, there is a learning curve, like the best players that the kind of freak shows nearly in a way can come in and hit the ground running straight away. It's gas you say that. I'll always remember my, my debut at Dublin. We played Ross Common in Parnell Park is before we moved all our games to Croker. This is a long time ago. I mean, we played Ross Common. Pillar Caffrey was the coach and we won the game by honest to God about 20 points. Uh, really it was an easy game for, for us at the time I think Paul Early was actually in charge they just changed coaches but I remember that evening I was only 19 years of age and I, I couldn't walk for about two days after this as a as a young kid and this was an, an easy National League victory for us and exactly what you were saying there I was just thinking Jesus Christ this is like nothing i I played before and, and the training sessions you go through and big games when Sigerson Cup and with the club and it, with underage teams Nothing really prepares you for it, going into that to that first stage, and it takes time. Those couple of games, and exactly what you're saying with Jacko throwing you in in that monster final. It, there, there are moments like that in every player's career where oh. it's kind of I've arrived now, and, and once that happens, you're, you're, I love the way you're saying you can get too big for your boots in one in one instance, or that can be the carrot that's like I want more of this. It becomes yeah. nearly like a drug. I, I want to work even harder and. We did a lot of it with Jim Gavin would have had this style with Dublin and bringing in young guys onto the squad and maybe giving them, Connell Callahan's an example, Brian Howard, give them a little taster in the league game, but we're still holding them back. And I'm sure you're trying to do that, but you're bringing Armagh, yourself and Kieran, pushing on to the next level, consolidating Division 1 and trying to compete to, to win Ulster titles. Is that something you're really conscious of as well with your young players coming through?
3: Yeah, I think, I think it is. Um, you know, it's, it's probably an advantage um, that I would see that I have in the locker is that I've I've been every role, you know, as you say, there's the freaks that come in and they're, you know, they're just brilliant from the get go and they're special, special players and special for a reason. And their kind of path is laid all the way till, till, till they, you know, either through injury or they want to go themselves retire, but they've kind of got that natural path. I think, you know, with me, I was the sub, I was the guy coming on, I was the guy that everyone was talking about, I was the guy that was being dropped, I was the guy that couldn't make squads, I was the guy that got back on squads, got back on teams, all that kind of stuff. So I really kind of preached that to the to the younger players. I'm involved with um that, you know, it's a bumpy road and that, you know, you have to be able to to deal with the disappointments in the right way. You know, um, we all know the club guys. Who were way better than everybody else, but just couldn't deal with that first disappointment. They couldn't take it. and they throw the ties out of the pram and they never really get they never really get back on board. And um, so yeah, always telling them that it's a journey. Like I was 23 when I when I first kind of started starting games for Kerry, you know. So these kids that come out at nineteen and twenty now, you know, I'm telling them, look, lads, it was three years before I get on with a Kerry team. I played for 15 years. So, you know, don't it's not all about a rush and it's about, you know, just being ready to take advantage of the chances you get. And the chances, especially county level, you might get, you know, you'll get one or two chances uh, and you have to show the management something, whether it's, whether it's raw ability, whether it's pure doggedness, um, whether you're willing to fight in your back to win a possession, win a game, win a ball. You know, there's all, there's the little nuances in the game. Do you make those around you better players? Do you try and make those around you better players? Are you conscious of that when you're playing? Or is it me, me, me? Um, all of them types of things is facets of the game that that intrigue me a lot. And to try and get the best, because, you know, you both know it. Um, you know, if you're going to be a team that's going to be competing and trying to trying to be there every year, well, you need thirty-five guys going hard. You can't have twenty guys going hard and then the other ten feeling sorry for themselves because they didn't get a game last week. You know, it's 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 really about buying into that. And you know, your off season is where you know you try and fix that gap. If if you're if you're number twenty-four, you know you get on board for the year. You push your guys around. You try and get on the squad. You try and get onto the team. But if you don't, you you suck it up and you 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 look at okay when the season finishes, I've got four months here. What, where do I go? What do I do? Is it extra kicking? Is it strength work? Is it speed work? Is it mental prep? Whatever it is, how can I improve those facets of my game to come back the year after a better player? And I think the players of, of today's generation have such an advantage with all that. You know, our weights was me looking over at Darragh Shea and he 60 kgs up for about 10 months. And I said, well, like if he's going to just tip away at 60 kgs for 10 months, so can I... Whereas if I looked over at him and he was going up through the weights and getting to 100 and 120, I'd be freaking out. So I think the way it is now, everything is tailored to the individual. They've got the sports psych guy if they want to use him, or a woman if they want to use, use her to, to improve them as a player, whoever the sports psych is. They've got the, the weight strength and conditioning coach. They've got the dietitian. They've got the stuff there. So there's very little excuses now for guys not, not to push on and make it if their career. So I think the want. Do you want it bad enough and do you care bad enough? for the two big factors with, with young guys breaking through on teams?
0: It, it's a bit on, on that, Karen, as well. I to say this was I was kind of coming to the end, and I know Andy's now on the coaching side of things. You're talking to younger players coming in for, for us into the Dublin squad, and you're right that there, there's, there's all it's gotten so professional in a way. Like you said, you have the numerous coaches there. Every aspect of your game can be improved. I would always say, and it's difficult for young guys coming in, particularly into successful teams like us oh, so or your Kerry team or Andy, your Mayo team. They're a bit in awe of the players. that They've been supporters and they've been watching these teams be successful and they're coming into the dressing room now and they feel... You know, I felt when I went in, like like guys like Wheelow and stuff like that and Alan Brogan and stuff were there. You're a bit, should I be here, nearly imposter syndrome. You're, you're only a young kid. You might be 18, 19, 20 years of age. But what I would say looking back and saying to the younger guys if you're in that squad make the most of it don't and I see guys they're nearly afraid to go up and ask the strength and conditioning coach for, for extra training or they're nearly afraid to ask one of the selectors what, what should I be doing they're nearly just trying to take it all in which is fine in a way but to speed up your progress use the coaches if you're involved yeah. in the county team you're there for a reason whether you're 18 years of age or you're 28 ask the coaches if I'm not playing, what do I need to do to get better? And exactly like you were saying, these couple of months, October, November, December, okay, have a bit of crack with the lads, but there's work to be done. If, if you want to take those next steps and be serious, you, you need to make the most of the spare time you have. And I'd always push out with younger players. If you're on that squad, annoy the shit out of the coaches. <laughs> ask them everything you can to get better. And, and annoy
3: the shit out of the top players. Like You have yeah. to be... You know, you have to go like I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of I wanna I wanna be cool, you know. Yeah, 100%. You know, I'd love I'd love to get rid of cool and just come in and just be a prick around the place when you when the game is on and like be the guy that there's kind of going, Jesus Christ, he's a nine, isn't he? Because if he's a nine, he's probably the guy you want in your team. If he's getting in your face, he's probably the guy you want in your team. If he's backing that up without training everybody and asking for extra stuff. And, you know, as, as a coach and as a manager, and I need to know, if he hears, if Andy hears that six of these young Leitrim guys have been onto the strength and conditioning guy and onto the dietitian. sure you're kind of going, okay, these fellas are dialed in, these guys want it. You know, if, if you've got all those, and 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 it was so much harder for us when we started out uh, back in those days because it just wasn't, that them avenues weren't there. And if you weren't, if you were struggling with your, the mental side of your game that was starting to come in but like it was still over that side of uh, of, of, of the space yes, where yes. now it's, it's front and centre and yes. you know you have to be happy in yourself you have to know what you're about and you have to go and ask the coaches if you're not getting game time you have to be mad enough to say you know what do I need to improve on like it should be the first question every young player asks the week after their team lose a championship game okay I was on the squad all year what do you want what do you see with me what what do I need to get better at and then it's almost a case of coming back and you want to you want to look over to them and just give them the eyes two weeks into the new training and kind of go well there you go that's that's what you wanted and whether it's leaving a few fellas in the ground whether it's scoring whether it's defending really tight whatever it may be but it's 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 a huge facet of the game that, that these young players must really use to their advantage and um you know, there is no real off-season now. Like, you know, there's no... There is the few pints and there is the odd weekend here, but it isn't like it used to be. It isn't like, oh, my my footballing is now finished. I re yeah. it in January, which is what used to happen. Let's call it a spade a spade. It was like, oh, I need a break. I'm tired and it's been a tough year. But these guys now are training right through the off-season. They're in phenomenal shape, these players these modern-day GEA players are, are, are something else with, 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 with what they're putting into the game now. So the credit goes to them. And if you are one of those guys and you want to make the breakthrough, you know, go, go, go the extra mile and, and, and don't be wondering afterwards why it didn't happen to you.
1: Andy, you wanted in there, didn't you?
2: No, I was, just, I was going to go back um, to that moment in, in 06 when Kieran is 23 years of age and you don't play the monster final either game, I don't think, against Cork. And then all of a sudden, I got sinned off the first day. Is that what happened? Right. Okay. I was <laughs> wondering I was under what that was happening. But a yeah, you know character from, for you. Yeah, they, they play. It,
3: they, <laughs> I. It'll be quite you. Uh, Twice in my career. Uh, <laughs> the same time, actually,
2: they, they 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 play they play at full forward the week after, and poor uh, old Langford uh, get in fifteen minutes. You get two assists to Brosnan and a, a score before the assists to uh, for Gucci's goal the game is over and all of a sudden, for me, I remember watching that game, same age as you, watching the game and going, whoa, okay, there's a new di- there's a new dimension here. Uh, Dar- Darren O'Sullivan is thrown in right to left, 50 yards. You're just winning them for Barry Giller and Brady. These boys are struggling. Like, that must have been just the most amazing moment. Oh, I, I, is it up there as the be- one of the best moments of your career? I know it's not all Ireland final, but it's just, you arrived that day. To me, you arrived that day, you know?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. No, it's definitely, look, it's definitely up there because I remember having the argument with Jack before I'm kind of going, Jack, if this shit doesn't work, you better put me back out in the field and don't, be whipping for- don't whip the big donkey out of full forehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <if it> <laughs> so, uh, it was as nervous as I ever was before the game. Uh, Dr. Mike Finerty to his credit, gave me a, uh, something to fix my stomach, which he told me about four years later was half a paracetamol um, because I thought I'd had funny food beforehand because I don't really, I get the good nervous, but I don't get the nervous where I'm feeling sick, but I was that day because, you know, I was um, a bit of a mullocker around the middle of the field. I was a good good enough passer, but, you know, I never fancied myself as as um, to wear the carry number 14, which, you know, had been on fellas like Canade and Morris Fitz and, and, and these guys, Johnny Crowley, who was big strong man but he was an unbelievable footballer as well so uh uh it was actually the week afterwards when when I backed it up in the Armagh performance mm. which is probably where I I was most happy with it because I was real I was a real unknown versus Longford they wouldn't have even known me uh and I had Darren and Sean Sullivan two of the best passers on the outside of the boot, putting in rockets to me and I had a half forward line that were. Probably brainwashed in that two weeks by Jack O'Connor to say that the ball is gone in and you crash off it, and that's the only way that that high ball game works. And I've seen loads of teams try it. You know, it it, it, it only really works if there's, if there's kind of buy in from 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 the whole team because the year after everyone was trying it, but there was no crash ball after half hour line. So ball has been broken up by Dean. So it's, I, I,
2: it's... I, I'll come in there as well. They, there wasn't the quality of kickers that G had too. ye had fellas that could literally put the ball 50 yards onto, it, onto a sixpence. Like, yeah. like the, the, the Francie Bennu one, even the ones against Longford, they were on. Like they, there's a moment four, four points all year. You're out in front of Derek Kavanaugh. You win the ball. You lay it off. You go five four up. I think Sean O'Sullivan gets the point out. I literally cork just fall apart because they, they were trying to stop this moment where you were getting the ball. And then all of a sudden you get it. You put, and you never go behind again. That's all Ireland semi-final. So yeah. what I'm trying to say is you the quality of kicker that could be
3: to to we, to a pocket field. Oh, listen, 100 man. You know, I, I was well aware of that. I'm still aware of it. You know, if I was trying full forward in a lot of other counties, it would have it would have <laughs> it would have it would have crumbled all around me into spitterines um, Because you'd be in there, the ball coming in wouldn't be great. You're not winning it. And then you know the groans start coming, and you know it's it's kind of a case of look, get, take this guy out of there and, and put in. Um, um, uh, Kerry obviously would have had an abundance of of talented forwards. Um, you know, Declan Sullivan wasn't starting that day. You know, in, in, in the prime of his career, uh, which was you know, he's which, there, which he's starting in the final. <laughs> in fairness, in fa- and that's and that's and that sums up Declan Declan was a female from a young age. You know, took 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 a dropping, uh, took a dropping the right way. You go away, you grit your teeth, you take it in the chin. You go away, you work hard, and then you come back and you have to prove it every single night in training until you force the management's hand into even though the team are winning, we can't not start this guy. He's going too well. And by the time the all Ireland final had come around, that was Declan Sullivan. He was just going too good and training, too powerful, too good on the ball, scoring too much, working like a dog, tackling, turning over the ball. And you, yeah, you know, he came good for that final. But like, he, I'm very aware of the fact that if I wasn't um, a carry man and if I was some other type of a man, that, that whole full forward experience might not have worked so good. But,
2: but I think there's two good lessons in there, Kieran. Right, You were open to the possibility, right, I'm a midfielder here, you were always a midfielder. And then all of a sudden, Jack goes, we're putting you in full forward. The, the next thing was, Jack was brave enough to do that. And the third thing was that you turned around to him and go, Jack, if this is not fucking working here, you better take me out. Because you, you were saying, you know, like, you're not just, I'm not going to be a sacrificial lamb just to the team either. So I think there was a lot of bravery, a good bit of coaching in it. He really committed to it. And geez, it like... You like you made the career out of it from from doing yeah. the job for the next ten. And, and it was good man management
3: from Jack Andy because when I went back at him, with they don't take me off, he was like, "Don't worry, don't worry. You you know you're, you're going well all year midfield." So he kind of subconsciously, and this is where Jack, you know, is very strong. Subconsciously, kind of came to the point of view where he's kind of almost telling me, "Look, Eric, we're just going to try this fine. If it doesn't work, I'll move you back out to midfield, and all all will be good in the world again." So I wasn't going in there with the kind of you know, the expectation and the pressure would probably be putting on myself. Yeah. I, I had the number 14 carry jersey on my back and to me, there's, you know, um, I just, at that stage of the game, I didn't see myself, not worthy of it, but didn't see myself there. Um, And I think the Longford game, the Armagh game, having to back it up against the Cork in the semi-final and obviously going in against yourselves in the final, there was like, the pressure was mounting all the way along and as long as I kept putting up the steps and getting over the, the pressure of all them, I felt once I could handle that, then I was, kind of, I was fairly good to handle anything else, really, that was going to be thrown at me for the rest of my days, I'd say. Sorry,
0: Patty, go From the out, outside looking in, I, I, I don't remember the for game, but I remember the Armagh game. Watched it, I was, I was on a young lad, and Kerry had obviously struggled against the Northern teams the previous couple of years, and, and that was a brilliant Armagh team. They the, the only one won one all-Ireland in the end. And I felt, looking in, that was the making of that Kerry team. Mm. It was probably the end of Armagh's run. That they, if they didn't win it that year, they weren't going to win a second All Ireland. But also, it was your arrival, and and like I say, you see teams try this maybe one year, and it can be a flash in the pan. That I feel that launched you for the next seven or eight years. Mm. Like, is, is do you see it that way as well? Like, what was the the atmosphere, not just for you going into that Armagh game, but for Jacko and and for the Kerry group, that you'd lost the Tyrone the year before, you hadn't beaten a Tyrone or Armagh, and, and you, you took them out that day and really kind of finished them off. What, what was the atmosphere around? Did you guys feel that that was a massive win for that group to go forward?
3: A hundred percent, Paddy. That was like, you know, people forget how good that Armagh team really were. They came up against the best Tyrone team of all time and. Um, and they were coming up against a pretty good Kerry team as well that day and you know they were just so close to probably having three or four All-Irelands um, and you know when we were going at them that day it was a massive game for us because at halftime we weren't in a great spot I wasn't in a great spot um, it wasn't really working and, you know, and I, I, you know again you have to give Jack credit here it, very easily management wise very easy to go it's 1-6 to 1-3, lads. We're not in a good place. The ball's gone into Donahue. He's only won two out of eight balls that were gone in in, the, in that first half. Um, and then Jack flips it on his head and says, You're fl- I won the two balls before half time and I won another free out in the sideline winning the... Daroche punted the ball into me against McGinney and Francie Bellioub and I won it over in the Kogan stand and I went down the sideline swinging elbows and trying to bounce <laughs> it and soloing and another few elbows and somehow I got a free out of it and uh, it, we Gooch tapped over the free and going in half time, Jack builds me up then like, you know, we're, we're, we're going fine, keep putting it into him, we're getting on top now and, and then, you know, we go from three pints down to being a pint up after, or being two pints up we got two points and then the goal straight off the bat. So we turned a, a three-point deficit into a two-point lead. And then we looked really comfortable for a long while. And then Armand to the credit, come back. Um, Paul gets, gets, gets a red card. Um, the, the momentum was already flipped in Armand's favour at that stage. Uh, and Darren Sullivan, thankfully for us, intercepted a big pass and goes and sticks it in and we, and, and we pull away. The scoreline probably flattered us a bit. But it was it was a massive game. Darragh Shea was classed in the middle of the field, and it probably it was it was like it was like Dublin in 09 in in that quarter final. It probably catapulted us on to kind of yeah. go we're we're, we're we're going to be hard to beat from here on home.
1: Yeah, Jack was very I- good at that, Kieran. Yeah, the man management yeah. style, knowing what to say at the, at the right time.
3: Yeah, yeah. He also, you know, told me not to go to the Champions League final because he dropped me in, you know. So he was he was good to stick by his word. Uh <laughs> you know, he was he, he was he was good. He was good. Um, was that Moscow? No, it was uh Munich. Munich oh Munich,
0: yeah. yeah. The right call here. You know it was the right call.
3: I know it was I know it was the right call at the time. Like I, I just tried <laughs> to my best to explain to him. He couldn't see it that way. But look. Once in a life it? A- yeah,
0: Those yeah. are the days. <laughs> Jack can't go the Texas I'd love if one of the Armaa lads tried it this year. Have you got it yeah. Well, it would be a tougher
3: conversation with Kieran Oden yeah, yeah, than
2: But I find that fascinating. You go in and you're, you're battling against Kirby, Scanlon, Quirk and these guys and you're looking for that number eight, number nine jersey. And all of a sudden you turn into one of the most iconic full forwards of our, of our generation. So mm-hmm. it's, it, there's a good lesson in that too for anyone that's listening. You just don't know where this is going to end Yeah, that, just... that's
3: what I said earlier on. It's a bumpy road, Andy. It's a bumpy road. Like It's it's the special players that have the play in sailing. That's, that's really, I suppose, what we're getting at here. Every young player that isn't the top of the list, there's a pack there for you too, which you're just going to have to find your way and you're going to have to be mm-hmm. mentally tough to back yourself and nobody else backs you and that you're gonna you're gonna see it out, and you're gonna improve. And look, I go back to: Do you want it bad enough? And do you care for those you're playing for, whether it be club, school, college, county, whatever it is? Are you out there? Are you caring enough to work your arse off for the team? I think once you're at that, you know, once once your ability is 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 at a level, if if you're not going to be beaten in the dog fight, and you've got a bit of ability behind you, you're going to be fine
1: all you boys are in work at the minute so I'm going to fast forward here uh, <laughs> a, a couple of years so that we can get through it um, the rocky road doesn't slow down even when you get to 2014
2: Mayo's always in this road too aren't they?
1: yeah <laughs> the
2: big speed bump on that road right
1: <laughs> it's, it's the only road to take like who wants to go oh. the motorway you got to go you got to go through all the old towns and, and take the long way 2014 Ciarán like um, Paddy we've spoken about Donegal beating Dublin and that semi final, and how important it was a lot on this podcast. But the previous six days before that game, Mayo and Kerry served up two of the most colourful, epic semi finals that we've ever seen. Kieran, when you think back on Limerick, where does that night rank for? Yeah, you, sorry,
2: Limerick? no, Tommy, I have to come in there. He, he has to go 66 minutes, Crow Park. Okay, go straight there. Yeah, go, have
0: straight to go there. there. Yeah, will you, will, will you come on? But, yeah. <laughs> where was the yeah, second
1: like were you, were you were you struggling for minutes up to that point?
3: Oh, I, I I hadn't really played in about a year and a half for Kerry. Like I had, um, I came on as a sub against the boys and against Paddy and the boys in 2013. But I was carrying that achyopubis injury at that stage, and I wasn't really more than I got dropped for the monster final that year in 13. Um, made it back on started the qu- started the quarter final and then got dropped again for the Dublin game. Um, and then fourteen was just a year where you know I was questioning really, because um, I I I wasn't fully in it, it, on top of the injury. So I was I was kind of starting to doubt whether it was just going to be time to hang him up really. And I, I had a, I had much more of a journey done at that stage than I ever thought I would have. So I thought I was winning if I was in if I was in the casino I'd be I'd be cashing out. And I'd be happy with the chips I was taking home. I put it that way. Um, and yeah. I, you know, I didn't play against Galway, um, and this is where you know I went to aim and to follow and choose. And I, I, didn't, you know, I was a bit, bit uh, down in the dumps, but trying not to show it in front of the boys. But but they would have known by me because of how bubbly I would normally be and how how much trying to have the crack I'd be with boys that I would have. I was a bit quieter. So they would have known, but I wasn't. At the same time, I wasn't sulking around the place because nothing worse than the team wins had for the sulking around the place. So I was conscious not to sulk, but I was, I was, I was in my own headspace because I was starting to go, Jesus Christ, I've been um, an unused sub here now, um, not brought on against Galway in in a game.
2: Yeah, we thought we we thought you were gone.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you and that of course and, and and let's let's. Call a spade a spade, Andy. I was gone, really. Um, uh, and 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 uh, again, the, the situation of the game uh, in in that semi final, <clears throat> we got into halftime. I don't know what Eby said at halftime, but definitely different to what we said at halftime because we were like, "Keep it going. We're a man up. This is what we're going to do with the man. It's all going to be fine. Mind the ball. Do all these things." But what we, you know, what you forget about then is. I suppose the extra intensity that comes with fellas that feel like they've been hard done by and feel like they have nothing to lose, throw caution to the wind, and all of a sudden we were we were we were beaten. Like you know, we, we were we were we were really. I you got that Hawkeye point. Um, I slipped down in the middle of that whole Hawkeye thing. So like I would I would have I, people wouldn't have even know when I was on the pitch. I'd say for the first few minutes because um, I would think when you when your point was voted. Uh, Taw by Hawkeye which was uh, not nice to see when you were already up the shits uh, to be four down and now to go five down so look but again the necessity of the game what does it demand at that stage it's it's six minutes to go and it's and it's kind of like we're five pints down let's start launching ball in but again it works a bit because but you came,
2: out, you came out and caught one in the middle of the field too. I, I,
3: I, I went down in the middle of the field. That
2: was a, big, that was a big... Yeah, that was a big... Yeah, you I won
3: that, that kick out to try and, I guess, settle things.
2: You, you but, stem the tide, yeah.
3: Yeah, but still, you were still... you know. I remember I won the kick out, we went down, we didn't score. Then he held the ball for a while, then he didn't score either. And when that next ball went wide, Paco, our runner, came running on, sending me down to full forward and and you know we've all been there I don't know Andy you've probably been there in club games but like they're just it's desperation they're flaking ball on top of you it's a, it's a desperate place to be the year before against Dublin I was in the exact same scenario we were in a tight game Dublin got a goal late on we were down three points and then from the 70th minute to the 74th minute we lashed ball in the top of me the Dubs had sweepers everywhere and they were knocking it away from me and they were carrying it up the pitch it's a lonely place to be and fast forward a year later, I'm back here again, but it's just, you know, you you have to take a bit of luck when you get with it. You have mm-hmm. to try and go for the ball as best you can. You have to hope this fellas coming off you. Uh, and, and I guess it's the difference between playing a big man at the edge of the square midway through the first half versus playing him with five minutes to go and you're down five points. Now everybody's gambling. Everybody's thinking we got to get in off it. we got to gamble off it. Um, and you know, first, that's all that happened. We gambled, and the quality, yeah, the the first, quality but the
1: first, the first ball, though, the first big ball you win, and it's making it a three point game. Uh, Ganey plays it, and it's about 30 yards out, you win it ahead of Donny Vaughan and Kevin McLaughlin, right? So that's a yeah. free and it's put over the bar. Next kicker goes out, ball finds its way to David Moore, and he's the quality on the of his foot pass this, is insane Go back and watch it, like it, like that's Kieran, funny. like this ball is in the air, I'd say, for about five seconds, <laughs> yeah. Does that, does that feel like an eternity or do you know this, this, is, the, this is on the money you know what's coming to you you're using the hip you're holding it off you know it's going to land right like right in the black spot five yeah. six yards from goals what's going through your head as that ball's coming from more. Um, or is there
3: when is- you see him in the sideline and you're just hoping he wriggles out of it and gets a ball that's the first thing you're hoping so you're trying to get into position you have to get into position before the ball is kicked it's too late if you're not in the position when the ball is kicked so I was moved, obviously on the move when I saw Dave had it because I know he has that in the locker when he was so close to the sideline I was a bit worried but his shimmy was brilliant his ball was brilliant uh, and he'll tell you he was struggling at that stage I not know if was his calf cramping or something was cramping but he wasn't uh, when I when he when he was on my hip at the start I could tell he would no power um, uh, and then when when mid-flight of the ball I saw James on the move and then I focused back in the ball. So I knew if I caught it, that he'd be there. Um, and then it was just about an accurate hand pass. And then he put, he, James put it into the eye of the needle and he was unreal. He was clear of the air that year. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he was the right fella too to get it to. But Larry's point was a huge score. Huge score, yeah. And I slag Larry to this day because he fucking, he took a ball <laughs> off me. There was a ball went in. <laughs> I was after catching two or three at this stage. And this is my ball all written all over. like. And I called it because the confidence is up. No, I'm... I'm calling the ball before it nearly leaves your man's boot out the pitch <laughs> and I'm running after it and then Larry jumps up and grabs it and takes it out <laughs> of my hand and then gets turned over and that was the one where Richie Feeney went up and I think it was Richie Feeney it was it Andy that missed one that would have made it two again
2: I'm not, I'm not sure I'm not sure who missed that one but uh... yeah someone I,
3: I don't know who was. I think it was the corner back in a way I missed it uh, and then we got we got the chance to come down and obviously uh, Larry kicks that point to get us the draw and then James has one to win it mm. that hits the post. So it was a mad game. No wonder no the replay was, was so unbelievable because of what happened at the end of that game. And I suppose the atmosphere that would have been in the place, it was a strange atmosphere that was in the place because both teams knew they could have lost it. Both teams knew that they could have won it. Mm. And it was probably the one time where you were kind of like going, draws probably fair enough here after James, it's the post late on. And you were like a loser
2: you were the pantomime villain, like he's behind you kind of thing and he comes in from nowhere. I was always, I was always <laughs> I the pantomime villain. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> you <laughs> embraced it though, you loved yeah, it. Yeah, you loved it. But the, the thing I would say... I did love it, I just uh, had to do it. <laughs> yeah, on, 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 a, on a coaching perspective, we often say, everyone says, oh, you should study video analysis to know the opposition. What Kieran is just after saying there, know your own players. He knows it's David Moore on the line. Do you know, he knows it's David Moore. He knows he's probably the only person in the middle East at that stage with the ability to kick that ball maybe Brian Sheen I think is just on yeah. so maybe Brian Sheen could do it but they're the two so you know you're moving you're getting into position he could do it you, you know your player is going to loop you know James is on his game you're getting, so it, everyone is so mad to know the opposition what Kieran is actually telling people there is he knew his own players inside out he knew Dave could hit the right outside the right boot he knew Dunne Who was coming the loop it's beautiful and you, and, you,
3: and you know that Andy because I'm asking Dave to kick 10 of them before we start training Yep. so like getting out before training like there should be there's, there's, there needs to be more of that before training rather than fellas kicking points or kicking in trees just simple passes because they're not game specific passes they're just passing you know I think I think if you want to work in your passing with someone you bring someone to a pitch and, and you work on you know 20 inside of the boots 20 outside of the boots mark your score keep your score know where you're know where you're letting yourself down so you know coming down the line if you're 4 out of 20 in the outside of the right boot but then the outside of the right boot isn't coming out of the locker in in a championship game yet it it needs time to work on but that stuff from forwards corner forwards half forwards working on diagonal ball fellas coming from the other side there's loads that can be done before um, before training starts at all before we get into the the session because you know the sessions now it's you know if you want to work in your game, you 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 need to be working a lot of those skills probably away from the group session because the group session is so scenario based, trying to get through all your stuff, um, that you mightn't get all the chances in the world to practice certain skill sets.
0: It's, it's so Kieran, on that, i now, not I just remember flashbacks. We train in the summer in DCU, and, and Brian Collins obviously our strength and conditioning. <laughs> He'd be running, trying to drag lads off the pitch before training or after training because it's just specifically. Halfbacks James McCarthy and Jack McCaffrey doing certain moves, working with forwards and pairs with Michael Dara in the mid in midfield. Brian Fenton later on kick passing into the full forward line. It was just constant, and and poor little Cully and Jim are trying to drag guys off the pitch, trying to manage load and things like that as well. But but so much of that, those plays and those moves, when you see, just they look so slick doing that. That's individuals doing it nearly on their own time. because you're right when you get into the group training sessions, it's it's more wider, it's tactics based, it can be physical stuff, it's maybe 15 on 15 or, or, or certain things, whereas those matchups, you know, my buddy in the middle of the field, I know what he's going to do with the ball or the halfbacks, they're they're coming through, where am I going to go when they're sprinting straight at the middle of the goal? They're all conversations that players are, are having before training, after training, they're nights off when You know, they're doing their individual stuff as well. It's so much of that stuff. When you see really slick forward play or really set defensive play, a lot of that is conversations between players themselves. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to get enough out of just the the one group session or the two group sessions you're doing on a Tuesday and a Thursday. You need to be doing the extra bits because that's when it comes in handy. the the, The game is on the line. The championship is on the line. The best teams can pull it out of the bag. And it's not by chance.
3: No, you need to know what the other guy is, is thinking and doing and what he has in the locker and what, what you need to do to make what he has in the locker look as good as possible.
1: So the following week, six days later, everyone's in Limerick. It's five o'clock on a Saturday evening. The teams are being named before the game. Kieran Donahue's starting full forward. He's wearing number 22, first game he started all season. Andy Moran, you're wearing number 24 starting that week. That, that decision to get you started that week, um, you both have a big impact on the game. Like it goes to extra time. It looks like Mayo in extra time are actually going to pull away. They go two points clear. Jonathan Lyon has an unbelievable impact in that that second half of extra time. Like, where where does this night rank, Kieran, in terms of the big wins of your career? The the moments are. It was, um, mental, it was just a mental game, like. James. It was a mental yeah, it, it's,
3: it's the best game. It's the best game I was involved in, in my in my intercounty career because, as you say, it just it just. I don't know, we were all kind of given out. There was some American football game on across Park. Oh my God, we're down in Limerick, what's going on? But it just goes to prove that these, you know, uh, these fixtures in, in a ground where there isn't a lot of empty seats, it definitely added to the atmosphere. And then you'd, you know, you you two of the top teams in the country going toe-to-toe after replay, after sussing each other out. And with the atmosphere that that started to engulf the place pretty early on in the game. Um you know it was kind of it, it goes no holes bar kind of stuff then. You know, it, it just goes to it goes to real kind of um real parochial kind of spirit. It, 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 you know, it, it, tactics are still important, but it was general warfare all over the pitch, you know, um in every position. Well, we didn't, score, look,
2: we didn't score. for the last, I think, the last fifteen minutes of extra time. I think uh, you just had more in the locker. I think you played a more, not a more conservative game, but a more kicking game. Dave, like your three goals, I think, every three kicks from David Moore, and Josh, there were yeah. just a few bits that you had more in the reserve at the end. We lost. I, I, I think there was a
3: chance, Andy. We were Peter Crowley did miraculously well to get it, but when you went two points up early on in the extra time. He had a goal chance, and I don't know what happened, but I know Crowley came out with the ball anyway. He was limping, he was cramping at that stage, but there was a block or there was a chance, and it was a bad hand pass or something happened. But it was like for me, it full forward at the other end. I was going, Oh my god, this is going into the net! This is going into the net. And we know five points in, in injury in, in, in extra time is always going to be hard to claw back as the team goes defensively they play on the counter attack yeah. and they are, perfectly suited to absolutely murdering you on counter-attack ball so um, it was it was It, it was, I feel that was there was so much been done the whole game and the extra time and freeze at the end to win it and whatever but I feel if that goal had gone in for Mayo, or we were dead and the fact that it didn't and Crowley came out with it you know and then we had Jonathan line our, our bench no, we were sure. on the bench that mightn't have played much for, for that season um, Pacquiao Kinney came on Mark Griffin came on uh, yeah, John Deane yeah. came on and kicked two massive points, yeah. so we we got we got major pluses off the bench that maybe Mayo wouldn't have been counting on those guys. You know, helping probably winning us the game that day. Really,
1: we're we're into the shot clock here, so I'm going to go quick fire with a couple of topics. And uh, Andy, when when we let Kieran go, we might finish two minutes on on Mayo. Kerry, I'll let you have your say when Kieran's off the screen. So, Tommy, <laughs> me, I,
2: I agree with nearly everything you say. So yeah, go on,
1: Tommy Welsh. <laughs> retired from Intercounty Football last week he obviously starred for Cairns of Rally and you, you, you probably might come up against each other down the line in the next couple of weeks did we ever see the best of Tommy in a, in oh, a Kerry jersey or what oh is yeah, the best of Tommy Welch
3: we did we did we saw the best of him in in oh nine. in, in, in oh 9 he was he was phenomenal 0 oh he was phenomenal as well you know yeah we got beaten by, by Tyrone but he's just Tyrone were a very good team at, at that stage and we probably still should have beaten him that day I always say that but should have yeah. would have could have and all that um but Tommy was Tommy No Nine was, you know, he was just he was he was hard to beat, he was he was strong, he was up in front, he was quick, he could
0: kick, he could I remember tackling him in that quarter final in two thousand and nine. Like he, he stepped over me. I literally was hanging on to his ankles at one stage it was like, get me out of the full back' a Yeah, he's <laughs> a monster.
3: He's a monster. He's a, monster. He's a way, way completely different breed to me in shape ways. like he was just a powerhouse like I was never a powerhouse I was but he was a powerhouse though know I mean and um, you know I just I I, I I didn't know that we get the best out of him in the last three years I think we played him very samey all the time um, he's very good out in front of, out in front into his chest but you know I'd say Tyrone in, in this year or, or, or whatever teams you know even you know in 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 19, Paddy, you would have been happy enough to see Tommy running out 40 yards when into his chest, whereas the one over the top would, would maybe cause you a bit more
0: uh, oh,
3: anxiety. But like, you know, uh, there was frustration for me in certain games looking at Kerry this year, you know, we're up by 12 points against Tipperary in Simple Stadium and he comes on and there's one high ball played in in 14 minutes. You know, at least to kind of have opposition thinking down the line Jesus if Tommy Walsh comes on he could they, they could aerial bombard us here and there's that fear there and the team has to prepare for that and then you don't do it and Tommy wins all the ball out in front well then it's a surprise but if you're just going to play to him in front and mm. front and front all the time you know and, and never look too much to get him involved in over his head because there's easy goals to be got if you can get good ball in and, and, and guys reacting to it you know so I uh, I don't, you know, we didn't see the best of him in, in the second half of his career. career but I'll tell you one thing he was amazing in the dressing room when he came back from Australia he was just such a good guy to have in the dressing room and I think would be missed massively in that regard in the Kerry dressing room and you know <laughs> uh, I'd like to wish him well in his retirement I loved him as a teammate he's a good friend of mine he's a great bit of stuff great guy if you were stuck anywhere you'd call him he'd come for you um, and you know he gave it all uh, he gave it all in Australia when he was down there, and he was unlucky. He was just out in the cone when he ripped the three hamstring muscles off, off the bone, um, and you know had to wear it all to come back. And what people see on a Sunday is 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 the tippet of what we do. You know what people didn't see, and people that want to say that Tommy didn't do this in his second part of his career or whatever, but Tommy was at every training session. He was leading the group. He was driving the culture. Uh, he was trying to push the team on he was doing his job when he came on uh, and did it right to the very end in, in having a go to try and get that equaliser against against Tyrone um, and you know you've you got to give fellas massive credit uh, yeah. to be doing that at 33 years of age so no he was a, he was a great bit of stuff but we saw the best of him in all 9 Tommy Paddy and the it's boys pity. got a few yeah, I think yeah. He's got a few all-Ireland's
0: there uh, in 11 that if Tommy was there, mightn't, mightn't yeah. come across to either. <laughs> never let this go. Okay, no, never no, this no, go. no, no, no. I no, didn't no. want to bring up 11. We we'll let you talk about the one you won in 40. No no no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I
3: prefer talking about
0: the pain. Really. I'm more comfortable talking about the pain.
1: That's a totally uh, separate podcast Kieran, I, 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 didn't pass me by that you had missed so much of 09 with that broken bone in your foot. I always thought that you and Tommy had that season together, but it was more so 08 that you really had together.
3: Yeah, yeah. He was, was kinda of coming on in seven. Um uh oh eight we, we, we or all nine we looked really good in a lot of the yeah. games inside the two of us and um yeah obviously look I brought the middle castle in the league final, got the operation, made it back in eight weeks for the Longford game above there, and then went for a ball that I probably shouldn't have went for, but tried to fist one into the net and landed and got landed on and broke the bone again and then came back on to be, to be a sub in that final. But, yeah. like, you know, there wasn't really much need for me. Tommy, um, <laughs> Tommy filled the 14 jersey just fine. <laughs> Maybe I was glad to see him go to Australia.
2: You're ringing tight, Kennelly. Get
1: him out of here. Bring him with you. Bring was, him home with you. I am
3: ringing with all the agents in St. us. I've got yeah. a good guy for you here to sign.
1: Are you are excited for to be back on the road to Armagh again this year you're you're up again with Kieran McGeaney and Kieran McKeever again it's a really exciting project we love watching Armagh on this on this podcast
3: Yeah no 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 it's it's been look it's been a, a huge eye opener for me um you know obviously Kieran is, 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 is quality and um, you know, McKeever is a top-level coach as well. So it's a great learning curve for me and um, perfect for what I, what I wanted on, on my road to management was to get in, involved in a really good team and a team that could be competitive and a team that could win things um, and a team that had an exciting bunch of players and a dedicated bunch of players and, and the culture that Kieran has created there over the last eight years has been unreal, Tommy. And to come in and see it firsthand you know, uh, uh, was really good and, you know, it was, it was hard on the body for me to, to, to get up to all the sessions but I felt we had, I had to do that with, with what was going on with the COVID and how long we had with the players. I felt if I wasn't there, I, I wouldn't have any impact but uh, no, I got on really well with the group and yeah, um, it was a, it was a two-year term, and, and looking, looking forward to getting involved. I felt like we were very lucky last year Um uh, against Monaghan in, yeah. in that Ulster semi-final. And look, there's lessons to be learned from it, but you know the, the group is continually trying to get better every year, and, and that's what we'll be at this year.
1: You're saying the, the triple stuff on the body, it's a pity there was nothing closer to home.
3: Yeah, no, it was it was, I suppose when the call came, I was kind of I, I knew geezer from from being involved with him and uh initially I was kind of like going Jesus, it'd be great to get involved with curing. Like you know, yeah, I mean, you know, if it, was, if it was in Clare, it'd be great.
0: Uh, Go, <laughs> Ireland! phenomenal. Then, then, then I
3: started looking at the kind of um, where I am, obviously with the pitches and PST, and where I cover with, covering the country.
1: Uh, and
3: I do cover the north of Ireland as well. And I was kind of, you know, there was there was definite. Uh, there was definite times where I could say, okay, I can I can link in. I do quite a bit in Nuri, Um and Armad is only half an hour from there, so I was kind of going, okay, can can this be feasible and uh, can it be doable? And um, thankfully, with 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 being busy with work and being on the road, I was able to kind of work appointments into the days that I was that I was traveling up in the evening. Um, you no know, coming home was, coming home on a Tuesday night is no fun uh, to get back into the office at eight o'clock in the Wednesday morning. Uh, but but look, it was something that you know uh, from my road and uh, in my career, going into management and coaching and all that kind of stuff. You know, it, it, I I couldn't get a better apprenticeship than than working under Kieran McGinley and Dennis Hollywood, who's brilliant as well. And and obviously me and McKeever kind of came in at the same time, so yeah. we're both young guys, the same age, trying to learn ropes. And will tell you, it's not easy. Um, it, it, you, you do well when when it goes well, but when it doesn't, it, it, it's all your fault. So it's not an easy road, not an easy journey. But what you want to do is be sure about yourself and try and get the best uh, apprenticeship you can. So um, yeah, looking looking forward to this year again.
1: Come on, the phone's ringing. There, you missed my subtle question. There was a Jack ringing. Did you get a call from Jack over the last of weeks?
3: <laughs> <months>? no. <laughs> no, no. Tune in the next office. Sorry, Tommy. Okay, <laughs> it's exciting times in Kerry. It is it is exciting and um look, you know, Jack uh will will, will will bring an awful lot to the group and he's got he's got, you know, Paddy Talley, who I don't know much about, but from what I heard is it, a really a really good coach and look I've I've played with Corky and I've been in dressing rooms with him and I've played against him and he's he's a really capable guy as well. So yeah um, you know, a bit of freshness, Kerry, you saw the bounce Kerry got in, in nineteen when Peter came in for the first year. Uh, and carry players and, and and carry people in general will be open that they, that this new management team give the team a bounce and give them a bit of new energy and um you know they have you know they're 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 on the pro low looking for players and that's yeah. there's always a kind of when the new manager comes in Patty'll tell you this from from the changeover Zoe Andy there's always a bit of geez what's this fella think about me and Jesus I better put in a good, <laughs> good off season I better put in a good I tell you there's no fellas taking off the league, and I tell when the new manager comes in. Like, in all them fellas that take the breaks during the league. It's not the first year the new manager's in the <laughs> You're only taking breaks the the when you know you're well in with the manager. <laughs> yeah.
1: Aaron, you've been savage at your time. Thanks so much for joining us on the football Pod of Paddy and Andy. Very best of luck next weekend, uh, and c- congrats on breaking the club record. Like that must be a massive, massive achievement for you personally as well. Will,
3: will oh, no! It, yeah, look, it is. It is. And, you know, it's, it's, look, the, the, the club is a serious tradition and it's got a serious amount of all-Ireland medals going back down through the years. And Gerard Keefe was a guy who brought a uh, good few of those to the club. And, um, yeah, I, pff, yeah, look, it was, it was something that <laughs> this, it kind of started going around on Wednesday. And we train on Wednesday night. And I was marking probably Barry Shannon or Dylan Casey who'd be, who'd be trying to get on the Kerry team this year. And I was, People were like, "Oh, Kieran, sixty championship games coming on Saturday night," and I was kind of going, "Jesus Christ!" I have to get through a training session with fellas trying to kill that off me everywhere I go. So uh, it's it's I, class though I,
1: because like it's only like certain counties or certain clubs that will actually have done their own work themselves and have these stats. We don't have enough of that in the GA.
3: Yeah, look, stats. I think I think stats is something that's you know coming into. Like, I think she's I watch a lot of American sports now, and they nearly overkill you with random stats <laughs> that you're kind of like, "All right, okay, I don't." That's not really. But look, obviously championship appearances for the club mayo are very good. Mayo do very good stats and they honor guys when they've played a certain amount of league games, which are just as important as championship games. Yeah. Uh and, and and they do it very well. And there, there there does need to be a bit more of that, a bit more of of honouring guys, you know. It's hard, like, you know, it's it's hard to keep going. There's a few of those Dublin fellas now into kind of ten, eleven, twelve years. Obviously, Cluxton was was out in his own, but to give ten or fifteen years to the to the to the, to the county is, is something else and to come back and be able to give it to the club and not be injured and be able to get through the amount of games I have uh, I'd like to have won a few more championships but um, look we're into the quarter final anyway so it's always there's always the next game feed You're up for the
0: week here now driving now for the rest of the week get ready for this weekend
3: I'm just after organising meetings in Waterford so I'm on the road Wednesday
0: really <laughs> It's only across well, the road, to be all right. It's only
3: across the road, as right. Well. It's only across the road. You know that with your role, the amount of guys you played down in Kerry.
0: First time I've left
1: the M50. Like. <laughs> Kieran Donaghy, thank you. Why is it an honour to be on the pod? Keep up the good
3: work. Thanks, Here's
1: Kieran. Cheers, Kieran. Good luck.
3: All right. Be safe. Best of luck with the book,
1: Andy. Thanks, Kieran. You're, well, you're very welcome back to the football pod with Paddy and Andy. That was Kieran Donaghy, who was there with us uh, for the last. Jesus, I kept for an hour in the middle of work. I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, he was brilliant with his time. Um, We've one last bit of housekeeping here on the football pod. Uh, Paddy, what did you make it up with, with Kieran? What a career. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and
0: people kind of forget there's, there's recency bias with guys and, and he became such an. as Andy was saying, one of the most iconic, not just forwards, but players of our generation. But talk about a journey starting out. You know, the underdogs, which, which is gone now, but that dealing with setbacks, the doubt he had in himself, even those two or three years where he was on the squad and it's probably not happening for a minute. Like I said, I, I always feel that that Armagh game in 06 was the new incarnation. Whatever he done around the middle of the field, to be in and, in and out of squads and in and out of teams. That performance from him and for Kerry that day, that cemented him as the number 14 for Kerry for, for pretty much the next seven or eight years. And, and a phenomenal career just a great guy And you hear it you get to know him I suppose myself now that we're finished just a, a, a sound fella and, and to see the work he's still doing coaching with our ma, playing at the weekend going for, for, for club championships it's phenomenal to see you know?
1: Andy Moran happy birthday it's it it no? it no? Tuesday you
2: are joining the 38 club 38. Not uh, ah, yet though, baby. I thought, I thought Donnie was older than me when I checked up his age. No. Yeah, so we're the same age. So yeah, 38 tomorrow, lads. 38. So
0: you're, you're still mid-30s for now. I'm saying mid-30s.
1: <laughs> <Thank buddy>.
0: <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> it's late-30s. You're still in your 30s, buddy, Mid-30s, yeah. Andy Moore. Yeah, look yeah. at him. He looks phenomenal. One of my close mates is actually...
2: Um, 40 on Wednesday, do you know, and it, it, it's that moment within a group where a fella turns 40 and you're just like, 40's oh, big man. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. 40's <laughs> you know, a big ass. Yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, so that his, his is a bit more, a uh, bit more of a big deal. A he's dealing our thunder deal. there now. Yeah, after. I'm happy enough for that. I'm happy enough 38 for that. Is yeah. For that.
0: yeah, it's nothing. Well, pair, pair
2: of runners will do me. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: folks, DHL bring it to you. <laughs>
1: No, 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 listen, happy birthday, and uh, from everyone on the pod and, and all the audience at home, I'm sure they're all going to get in touch and wish you happy birthday, it's a, it's a busy couple of weeks, up and down to Leitrim, you know, signing books, you should have seen his wrists last week, Paddy, I don't know how the I man signed so many books, it's incredible, it incredible. Yeah. Are you incredible, are you in trouble with the... No, no,
2: no, physio, tra- physio table, I was back on the physio table with <laughs> the <laughs> book signing
0: injuries, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe early late 30s, Andy. Now,
2: yeah, yeah, maybe not. Everything was good, yeah. Busy couple of weeks, Tommy. Um, but yeah, enjoying them, enjoying them, getting, getting to know the Leitrim lads. As, as Kieran said, there, when you get into a new team, you get to know new people, new kind of dynamics within groups, and stuff like that. It's it's nice to see.
1: Brilliant. Well, look, happy birthday, Paddy Andrews. Thanks a so million for joining us again this week. Great to be here, lads. A Andy. fresh,
2: fresh Paddy Andrews. A fresh. Uh,
0: fresh of the days in the last
1: few weeks, I'll be we <laughs> travelling to
0: the thank God. I'm right. trying to get myself to the wedding. And what he we... didn't, did you, what about Ronaldo, what got, How long have we got to the wedding, Paddy? we got five weeks. Uh, it was six weeks on Saturday, so countdown is on. And, and what's the build-up? What's the build-up like? What's going on, like? I'm leaving that for myself. I'm, <laughs> I'm flat out with <laughs> and work, flat out with this Masters. I can't believe I signed up to do a Masters myself. Oh, heavy yeah. going.
1: That's yeah. That's your kind of. That's your Thursdays kind of looked after pretty much. Yeah, and the rest, it? yeah. And the rest, yeah.
0: What yeah. about Ronaldo? Before you go, you have to mention Ronaldo. Ah, oh, phenomenal, wasn't One it? Finish. The only thing Keno said it perfect match Tottenham. Except it's the Tottenham lads, reality. it's
1: Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham
0: lads, Jesus. But that's they're back on track, us. So we'll see tomorrow night for Champions League. But Ronnie, that what a man, what a finish, what a finish,
1: yeah. yeah well look at lads uh, we're all busy I have a flight to catch so I'll uh, I'll leave you to it and hopefully we have a podcast next I'm even, we will have a football pod next week so I hope you really enjoyed this listening at home Kieran Donahue was a brilliant guest to have on this week what a win they had against knocking out East Kerry and what a career he's had in football as well Andy Moran can't believe that they're both the same age Paddy Andrews can't believe that he's still playing football and he's not playing this summer so five years younger
0: Jesus <laughs>
1: you have to you have to make a comeback buddy. i know it's a kick in the hole for
0: me I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> right lads get back to work thanks well, to
0: me thanks lads
1: take care